This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies recording on Thursday, January 25th, 2024. And today on the show, We've got two regulars and one irregular, but that doesn't sound right. They are Adam, Kate, and Holland, Barnaby, Clay, and Corey, Ryan, Forrester. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Doug. Hi. Uh, I like <laughs> hello. that. Hello, I hello. Like the irregular tag. <laughs> uh, let's meet them individually and alphabetically by first name. Joining us from... I'm guessing Colorado, unless he's on the road somewhere. It's Adam Caton Holland. Happy New Year, dude. Yeah, to you as well. I am at home in Denver, so you nailed it. Swish yet again, Doug. Yeah, but you're always running around different places, but Denver's your base. That's What's right. What's your latest project? Because, you know, I I know you and I can reach out to you, and we, uh, we've done the show together a few times. 
but uh, a publicist got in the mix uh, that wild? to say that you needed to plug something. So what what have you got to plug? I love that you went around them. The publicist didn't tell me they reached out to Doug and you messaged me. You're like, what's up, dude? Have we grown apart? But I, I, I love that we can cut out the middleman and I'm and I'm here. I got a new uh, comedy special called Wallpaper. It's out everywhere. It's free on the YouTubes and it just came out and I'm very proud of it. So Wallpaper is my new special that I'm I'm shilling for. Well, congratulations, because you have a publicist that's great at reaching out to people you already have a relationship <laughs> with. I got the so world by the balls, Doug. I got the world <laughs> by the balls. No, but it worked out great because, uh, you know, I've got obviously, uh, you know, hundreds of guests that have been on the show over the years. And uh, so just the just to get the poke that uh, you had something to plug, I was very excited uh, to get you in here because you're always a great guest. Excited and to be here, man. Thank you. Awesome. Also joining us uh, from uh, I learned right before the show started in Los Angeles. I wasn't sure uh, where he'd be. Uh, it's the writer director of the seating in theaters now and on PVOD now. It's Barnaby Clay. Hey, Barnaby. Hi, Doug. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Absolutely. I'm going to be saying that until June or July is what I'm yeah, I was for. Thinking, it was like, are we still, we're still saying it? I guess we're still saying it. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I'm saying it until somebody gets mad at me for saying it. it's the dumbest <laughs> game. But I think somebody's going to snap. Uh, yeah. But I'm excited to see your movie. Can you uh, give us the, I'm sure you've done a ton of interviews. So it's You've got it really narrowed down to like uh, you know a couple of sentences. What? The oh movie. God, no, I don't. It's like hours. <laughs> like my elevator pitch is like at least like twenty floors high. Um, uh, it it yeah. takes longer to describe than to watch. Is that what yeah? You're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my issues. I'm afraid, but like um, it's a it's like a de high desert horror, psychological horror. Man gets lost in the desert, ends up in a hot living with a woman um under duress at the bottom of a giant pit um finds himself basically the 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 captive of a bunch of feral boys who live above wow it's nasty it's dark it's weird um <laughs> but uh and it's really relentless i watched it last night with uh with a bunch of people here in los angeles and it's it's a it's a really fun night out what can i say <laughs> yeah, I heard you had a, a screening at that lovely facility out in Glendale, Idiots. Uh, yeah. I always have a good time out there. Oh, and, um, so how do you think you will uh, fare today? Are you a, a, a big movie trivia person or? Uh... I mean, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I am. Yeah. But like at the same time, I listen to I've listened to some of your episodes and I've just been like yeah i mean what I the know. hell is he talking about yeah yeah <laughs> no, i was just uh yeah i'm so i'm i'm i don't want to like hedge my bets but but I'll, I'll i'll give it a shot all right well i think you should be okay because uh you know i think today's like games have a more of a, a guessing element but we'll we will certainly uh find out we've got returning champion my third and final guest Corey Ryan Forrester, Happy New Year, CRF. Happy, 
Happy New Year, D B. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, when's the when's the last time you introduced the guest by alphabetical order and the name and it was ABC? I think that's neat. Yeah, that's a really fun uh, fun situation to to have uh, ABC right there in a row. I was I was definitely pleased when I was uh, scribbling it all down. <laughs> and, and you're D, and Doug is D. I oh, mean, this wow. thing really goes all the way. <laughs> yeah, this really today's episode is the ABCDs of uh, podcasting. Love it. And uh, anybody that listens will learn how it's done. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with you, Douglas, and it is oh, that no. it is that the last time I was on here, I won, which was great. And I was so excited because, you know, I've loved the show for years, but I was telling you, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to win. Finally, I'm not on an episode with Brandon Collins, which means that I can win. And then you were like, hey, come be a returning guest and defend your belt. And you're like, I know I'll get a director, a Hollywood director of films to come slam Corey. Well, you know, in Barnaby's defense, or I should say in my defense, uh, Barnaby is a very successful video director and a, also directed a documentary, but the seeding in theaters now and on PVOD now is his first film. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So don't go throwing around, oh, this guy's been a filmmaker for a long time, so he knows <laughs> yeah. it all. I know everything. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Corey, I represent no threat to you. Me, Adam, Kate and Holland, mm -hmm. just no threat at all. Just <laughs> just something to be just brushed right by. And you got the win already. Is that what's going on, Corey? Well, now I'm definitely going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I really when you were starting into that, I was like, who's he got an issue with Adam or Barnaby? <laughs> I don't think either of them are that that big of a threat to the great Corey Ryan Forrester. Oh, thank you, Doug. So uh, we'll see how you do today but first before we play some silly games i've got a serious question about movies gentlemen i'll start with adam this is where the alphabet alphabet thing's gonna bite you adam okay because you have to say it first what was your favorite film that you saw in 2023 I came prepared uh, because I thought you might do this to us. And <laughs> uh, keeping with the A theme, I, I really liked Asteroid City. I really liked it a lot. Oh, man, uh, there's some there's some real upset people on the Internet because, you know, it got shut out at the Oscars. Yeah, that seems that's not the one everybody's most upset about, is it? It's that's the sort of B no. story. Is that yeah, all those? For sure. All, me, me and all my Wes Anderson <laughs> Friends, we we call ourselves um, West and West End. That's that's our name. That's our fan group, West End. But people uh, are more upset about the movies. Asteroid City did not get one nomination, and people are more upset about the movies that got lots of nominations, just yeah. not the right ones. <laughs> I just I I thought that movie. You know, I saw when it came out. Some people were like underwhelmed, but I've watched it a couple times now, and I think it's a real. Not that he ever left the form, but it's a return to form for Wes Anderson. It reminds me of his earlier ones. And I just really, really love it. Like, I think a lot of his characters have gotten two dimensional and there's no sort of real emotion in these people anymore. They're like cartoons. And I felt Asteroid City sort of had more emotion for Wes Anderson. So I really enjoyed that. Right. The strong but emotion I, of I, boys like the idea of going into space <laughs> or space coming to us. There were other <laughs> other parts less emotional, but the Jason Schwartzman, um, I thought I thought there was some good emotion there. 
I got to watch that one again because I, you know, I'm a big Wes Anderson fan, uh, have been from the beginning. But uh, those things that you were saying, like, I, I feel s- uh, still somewhat apply to this one. It just didn't it just didn't hit me right. But I I can't, you know, begrudge anybody for uh, enjoying it. You know, let's have it a talk is. Let's mm-hmm. have a talk off air because my sister was feeling like you felt and I totally <laughs> swayed her. I changed her over to my point of view over the course of a bottle of wine. So I'd love to do it uh, with you sometime as well, Doug. To, to OK, yeah, I just I just think that uh, it felt like another case of just a very well told like it was like obviously the production design, everything about it is really, you know, that Wes Anderson uh, style and everything I, I just love it but i feel like he's losing track of the fact that it's a you know supposed to be a comedy like maybe if i looked at that movie and not from the ex- expectation of laughing much i would like it better <laughs> Fair because enough. his first three movies to me are classic comedies especially like rushmore is one of my favorite movies ever made and it, and it makes me laugh out loud a lot Yep, and uh, you know, I feel like he's gotten away from that. But you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, he's made uh, you know fifteen movies or ten movies, so like, uh, at least you can count on him having that style. And it's funny that he put out five short films because I think short films. I think it finally has happened in the last couple of years. Is that successful people have realized that if you've already got some fame and you're the face or the director behind a short film that the Oscars have, you know, they love that. So totally, they, totally. Here's, so, here's five of them. What do you got? Yeah. Academy. So, so, the, so they, so his short film is nominated for an Oscar. So he, he's still probably going to win an Oscar. Cause I can't imagine the other short films, even if you like them, you're still going to be like, yeah, but Wes Anderson made this one and it's got uh, Dr. Strange in it. You're right. It makes the Academy <laughs> look good. Get having yes. Wes Anderson do a short yes. film. You're right. There is a Machiavellian thing going on here. And it's on Netflix. So people, you know, can then turn it on on Netflix when it it wins the Oscar. But I'm looking forward to a Wes Anderson acceptance speech. It's either going to be just like, thank you. And he walks off or uh, he'll say something even, you know, something weird. It's claymation. (laughs) He's been working on it for a year and a half. It's already ready. (laughs) (laughs) He's already done all the stop motion work. Yep. Uh, okay, but that's a good one. I'm glad you brought it up, though, because the the, the movie uh, hasn't hasn't been getting any uh, end of year love from any of my guests so far. Uh, but let's see what uh, what do you think, Barnaby? Do you have did you have a favorite movie of last year? Okay. Well, um, okay. I wouldn't say. I mean, it's like it's, this is a hard one to say favorite. Okay, but but right. dark, right? Because yeah. Because- well, that's the kind of guy I am. And um, <laughs> uh, I'd say the most like impressive film that I saw last year was Zone of Interest. Um, it's not like a, you can't call it a favorite film just because it's just like such a horrific subject matter and right. like, like terrifying and um, just like not i mean i just would never imagine gonna go and see it again or anything like that but just like as a as a cinematic experience i just thought like you know holy shit it's like really you you feel that film when you when you watch it and you are like in this experience i don't know how familiar you are with it um i haven't seen it yet but i've heard people speak of it like you're speaking of it and so i'm you know it feels like work to watch it but i definitely am going to see it because 
you know, because people say that it's such a, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, it got into the, the Academy Awards. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of extraordinary because it's like, you're, you know, I mean, the basic plot just to, just to fill everybody in is just uh, it's, it follows a family um, who the patriarch of the family like runs Auschwitz and they have a, house which they all live in which is basically borders on Auschwitz and they sit there in their garden and have like garden parties and picnics and uh invite family friends and you know basically just live this very bucolic existence um with like literally a wall separating them from from Auschwitz and you never see anything inside the um inside the uh uh inside Auschwitz it's all told from the from their perspective and all you can do is well you just hear it the whole time you hear in the background this sound of just horrific sound like screams or just oh god it's, i know <laughs> <laughs> it sounds brutal and it is brutal. yeah like yeah you know, it's just uh it's a pretty effective effectively it is really effective and i gotta say like in the you know without going too like heavy like within the kind of uh state of the world we're at it's just like hearing you know just offering this perspective is pretty enlightening i thought but um uh i love poor things as well just to, just to, on the fun <laughs> thing, on the fun side of things i thought that was pretty pretty uh pretty uh uh pretty excellent like fun watch um and 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 my god mark ruffalo just being hilarious like i've never seen him before and so that was a treat and emma stone being fantastic so just just to, just to tip the balance mm -hmm. that way yeah they're both so good in that movie and both so um you know just unafraid to just do whatever needs to be done <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> they both give such like big yet also controlled performances it's it's pretty impressive yeah i mean she goes from like you know, basically being this kind of, you know, stam stammering, bumbling baby infant to uh, this incredibly expressive intellectual character by the end of it. So it's quite a, and it's, you know, you don't really feel the change when you're watching it, but you realize by the time, by the end, like what she's, you know, that that whole arc that she's taken and it's, it's pretty impressive. It's an incredible performance. And, you know, there's all this talk about, you know, why did Margot Robbie get nominated? And if you look at the five performances, yeah. like, I, I I know that Margot did a great job in Barbie. I don't want to take that away from her, but she's going to have to settle for it being a billion dollar hit. Yes. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, bummer. bummer. <laughs> and everyone to settle for. I mean, God. Yeah. And everyone and everyone else around her. You know that was involved in the movie. They're all going to benefit from it. So it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. a shame that you can't. But also, it just comes down to that the trouble with the Oscars is they don't have a comedy category. Because if they did, Barbie would sweep. But it, you know, maybe Bottoms would win one thing or two. But you know, like the fact that it's just it's just heavy drama is that's why Zone of Interest is nominated for Best Picture because heavy dramas you know, are not only hard to pull off and not seem, you know, weird or corny or, you know, just horrible to watch, but also, uh, you know, it's just drama is, you know, allegedly harder to do than, than comedy. I, I don't agree, but no, that's, I think, where, I think that's where we are. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't agree either, but uh, that's where uh, like poor things like has it both ways because the actors have to be good at everything. You yeah, know, they have to be dramatic actors who are also comedic. Yeah, and know yeah. and know where the comedy is without you know yeah, ruining pretty, the, the reality of it. The a delicate a delicate line they tread and they they do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Corey. Well, as you know, I already answered this on the show a couple weeks ago, and I said Oppenheimer, and you sort of shit on me. Um, but <laughs> but here's the thing. I was going with like what I thought was maybe the best, and to me, like the best was like, you know, Oppenheimer, Flowers of the Killer Moon, the holdovers. But favorite, if we're going with favorite, just like what really did it for me, and it's not in any way the best movie of any of them, and I'm saying this as someone who, like many people, <laughs> suffer am currently suffering from superhero fatigue but uh guardians of the galaxy 3 was yes. awesome i loved it so much and like <laughs> at the end of the day you know a movie sometimes you're not going to be challenged you well, that's funny though i wasn't going into guardians of the galaxy 3 to be challenged and all the stuff with rocket absolutely tore my heart out <laughs> no that's the thing about that movie is that i i've never I don't think I've ever shed a tear at a superhero film. Right. Not even Christopher Reeve turning back time for Margot Kidder and Superman. Freaking Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was the, like, I enjoyed it, but I was deeply sad through most of that Me movie. Too. <laughs> Me too, man. A very strange experience. And I think, I think the movie, like, you know, I think people really liked it, but I do think that it, it was a, that uh, that James Gunn's a real sneaky son of a bitch because he, he is for the man. third movie to be that emotional because I already loved all those characters. And so the third movie is just like, guess what? I might kill any one of these characters. Right. And <laughs> it and felt his, so like it was going to happen, you know? Yeah. And to his credit, too, like it was I was going through superhero fatigue at the time I saw that movie. And like, you know, listen, after Endgame, it, it's it's almost insane that Marvel can, like I don't blame them for their lack of quality in some of the things because it's like, look, man, you can't capture lightning in a bottle twice, and they've got so many irons in the fire. And I was worried about Guardians of the Galaxy three, but then you know, you remember it's James Gunn, and I was like, wow, I'm if they were all like this again, I'm totally in. I think they capped off that trilogy perfect. It was uh, amazing. Yeah. I agree. I was very, uh, very moved by uh, a movie with uh, little animals with uh, right. disabilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just it was just really, really like, you know, punched me in the gut that movie. I was really, yeah. really surprised by how emotional I was during the whole thing. But uh, well, thank you uh, for all of your honest answers. And I'd like to take a break now. To recover from so much truth. We'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back and in honor of the seeding in theaters and on PVOD now, 
I would like to play for the first game today a game I made up called Seed This. <laughs> Over the years, <laughs> there have been movies with Seed in the title. I counted uh, TV movies, regular movies, just movies. The word Seed comes up a lot. But in all the movies that I was familiar with that have the word seed in the title, eh, there's definitely something scary or uh, creepy going on there. So I think, Barnaby, you came up with a, a you know, a perfect a title for your film, because to me, it really already just sends a message. Oh, this is going to be this is going to be this could be pretty effed up. So or like a, you know, weird gardening based movie. <laughs> I mean, I was worried when I saw The Constant Gardener that uh, that it would just be about a guy who couldn't stop gardening, and I was <laughs> relieved. It's um, about my neighbor Jill. I know that movie. Yeah, it's my neighbor Jill. <laughs> uh, so in this game, I'm going to give y'all a fun fact, and then you tell me, you have to guess if that fun fact applies to the film The Bad Seed from 1956, Demon Seed from 1977, or Seed of Chucky from 2004. Bad Seed, Demon Seed. Bad Seed, Demon Seed, Seed of Chucky. Okay, that's the, Seed of Chucky is the only one I know for the record. That's yeah, a, well, yeah. Uh, uh, that's the thing is that's part of the fun of this game is that I'm not going to tell you about these movies. You just have to guess based on titles and the year, unless maybe, you know, you know anything about them, then you, then you can possibly dominate. So I'll say a fact. Adam gets to go first. He guesses. If he misses, then it goes to Barnaby. And if he misses, then Corey gets what I call the gimme point, because mm -hmm. there's only one option left. Each time somebody gets a point, the next person in line uh, starts the next round. First person to two points this is a pretty quick game. First person to two points will be our winner. Adam, are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready to go. Okay. Bad Seed, Demon Seed, or Seed of Chucky. At the end of the movie, the cast comes out and takes bows. <laughs> I'm gonna go just just off the years bad seed. That feels like an antiquated thing to do. Good like answer. perhaps a musical. So I'm going with bad seed from the fifties. I'm uh, out on the road, so I don't have my uh, sound effects with me. Uh, you get a, a friendly uh, whistle because that is correct. Yes. yes. Nice, nice uh, figuring out of uh, that particular. I, I just know uh, cast <laughs> cast trends over time. I've really been a student of that for a while, so it's nice that it's finally paying off. Well, the bad seed uh, for anyone who doesn't know is a a, a, a movie where uh, it's about a young girl, uh, eight year old girl, played by a ten year old who is. Um, uh, murderous like uh has murderous tendencies <laughs> and <laughs> at the end of the movie um uh she must be punished so the uh actors come out and take bows so that we all know that it was just a, a fun everybody was just play acting <laughs> and then uh the lead actress who plays the mother of the bad seed pu puts her over her knee and spanks her and that that's how the movie ends <laughs> like ha 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 
Did none of this really happen, and she's being punished. I feel like um, that's how the film ending should end with a with a big bow at the end. Barnaby, I didn't so. didn't you do that in your movie? Isn't that how your movie yeah. ends? <laughs> uh, I should have done that. Um, <laughs> incidentally, it was also where Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds got his uh, name. Yes. His oh <laughs> yes, of course. Oh nice. Yeah. I started band Doug and the Demon Seed didn't go anywhere. <laughs> okay, Barney, you, Barnaby, you ready for? Uh, I sorry, I called you Barney. Do people no, do that? I, people do do that the whole time. Yeah, all no. manner of versions of that actually. So I get it all, especially with. But you don't. You're not a. Hey, I'm Barnaby. Call me and then give a different name. You like Barnaby? Uh Barnaby, Barney. I, you know, I used to get called Barney when I was in England, but then when I came over here, everybody started calling me Boney or 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 Bonnie <laughs> because they just didn't really understand my <laughs> accent. And uh, so I just went to Barnaby, even though that's way more complicated. And uh, I get a lot of blank looks when I order a coffee, and they're like, "What's your name?" Oh yeah, they don't know what to do with that. That's yeah, a it's it, it, and it's spelled just like how it sounds, but it's still like just if they've never heard it before, it must yeah. be startling. <laughs> yeah, very tricky uh, accent. You used to be able to say, you know, I'm old enough that I used to be able to say, you know, like Barnaby Jones. Yeah. But nobody, no barista today <laughs> knows about that old ass <laughs> that, that TV detective. Okay. Uh, so Barnaby, you're up first for round two. Uh, Bad Seed, Demon Seed, or Seed of Chucky, one of the American Film Institute's top 100 most heart-pounding American movies. Uh, top 100 like uh, they're out of control over there the american film <laughs> well, just, i'm gonna they say just keep coming up with categories to give a hundred more movies i'm gonna go also for the bad seed actually because i feel like are the other two really in the top 100 i can't believe they are but um uh yeah i'm gonna say the bad seed that is correct. It is the bad seed. Uh, Demon seed, uh, I guess, had its, uh, uh, you know, devotees, <laughs> but okay. uh, there's no way seed seed of Chucky is on any 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 <laughs> list except for maybe the Razzies. Um, okay, so Adam's got a point. Barnaby's got a point. Corey, you can tie it up. Oh boy! If you get this one right. Which one of those films, Bad Seed, Demon Seed, Seed of Chucky, has a character in it named Richard Bravo? Oh, wow. Richard Bravo. That sounds like an old stupid name that they would put in the movies or a stupid name that they would know it was stupid and so they would put it in the Chucky movie. So I'm mm, Richard Bravo. I'm going to go with Demon Seed. Wait, did you just suggest that it could be one or the other and then pick the third one? I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a real mindfuck. I did. <laughs> That's why I did that, because it can't be the thing I think, because I'm an idiot. I this see, is how I, I this is how I bet in football, too. I go, well, what's what do I think? Bet the opposite. Corey, I don't want to see you taking the SATs, dude. You're just tearing your hair out. Yeah. Oh, I never took the SATs. Oh, okay. And I'm Good bald. Fair. <laughs> uh, i'm sorry Corey, but uh demon seed is incorrect damn it so we go to adam this you could win the game with this one adam if you 
know between those two choices which yeah. one it is. Corey I, really laid it out for you. Corey did lay it out. It could be either. Corey, Corey presented infallible logic and then rejected the logic. So, I, so I'm going to adopt it and I'm going with it being an ironic bad name and seed of Chucky. That is also incorrect. Ah, ah, fuck. Barnaby. Oh, so tough. I'm handing it to you. Oh, All you have to God. say what is could the it be? words. The bad seed. Could it possibly be the bad seed? I think it's the bad. That seed. is correct. You I are should have winner. known. I should have known what Doug was fucking doing. They're all bad seed. <laughs> right, but that's the thing. Is then on another show, I'll not do that. So you really can never tell. You're a genius. What's gonna happen? Yeah, every episode I like to say is like an M Night Shyamalan movie. You may not like <laughs> the twists, but they're gonna happen. Um, <laughs> I think I. Honestly, would have gone with Seed of Chucky because I felt like isn't isn't like John Waters in in the Chucky movies or something, and I feel like that would have been his name if he was in it. Oh yeah, that'd be a great name for a John Waters character, Richard Bravo. But yeah, <laughs> I guess the Bad Seed was based on a play, so I guess they just you know the play just had like some corny names in it or yeah. just weird. It's just weird, like. I, I I don't remember scenes in the movie where they talked about Richard Bravo, but <laughs> it just suddenly sounds like what is there's like a sitcom character about to enter. He's the head of the Bravo <laughs> network, Doug. The man's a genius. <laughs> um, so I don't know much about a uh, seed of Chucky, and it obviously didn't uh, really factor in that much today. But I am not only do I enjoy very much the we take it all back ending of Bad Seed, where they all come out and curtsy and bow. I also have been for life haunted by the movie Demon Seed because for anybody who doesn't know, this was in the uh, 70s, of course, as I said earlier. And the film is about, it, it's pretty relevant today. It's, I don't know if it's a, you know, a good watch, but uh, it's about a machine uh, that falls for a person Oh, wow. And the reason it's called Demon Seed is because that machine decides that it wants to have a baby. Whoa. And so the machine, you know, I don't want to trigger anybody here, but this <laughs> the machine rapes Ooh. famous actress Julie Christie. Oh, wow. Respected yeah. actress Julie. This is how weird <laughs> movies were in the 70s. Right. She goes <laughs> for it in that movie, man. She absolutely goes for it. It's awesome. It's just like. Yeah. It's yeah. very impressive that she does that. But then um, <laughs> then uh, Warren Beatty famously uh, just announced that her career was over because she was in that movie. <laughs> and, uh, and then he put her in Heaven Can Wait. It was her very next movie. And after that movie, every movie she was in was like critically acclaimed and she'd get nominated for Oscars and stuff. So like it didn't really hurt her at all in the, in the long run. But it's just funny that someone else would go, oh, you're done because you did that robot rape movie. <laughs> I yeah. think it run massive street cred for that one, you know. <laughs> yeah, she was I mean, like she was that, that that time's uh Tony Collette basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, she's to me she's the actress now that is just like does not give a shit about like she's not afraid of anything. Like she's yeah. yeah. play any part and do anything that uh, needs to be done to get into that character. Um, all right, so congratulations to Barnaby. First time on the show, he won the first game. But of course, the listeners and previous guests, guests who've been on the show before, they know that that doesn't 
mean a lot. I will tell you what it does mean uh, right after these words. We'll be right back. We are back. And Barnaby, I know you've, uh, you know, listened to a few episodes. So you might already be on to uh, this fact. But uh, because you won the first game today, it means you get to go first in our second game. It's not necessarily an advantage. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Okay. This is game is called, I don't know if Adam had played this game before, Adam or Corey, but uh, I'll explain it to everybody nonetheless. It's called Weird Algorithm. <laughs> I love the fact that the Internet Movie Database, IMDb, allows you to take the cast of anything but I do it with films and rearrange the order of the performers, the actors in the film uh, in order of their current popularity, according to the IMDB star meter, which tracks uh, people searching for names on their site. So I will name a movie and I will give you, Two of the stars, two of the well-known stars of that film, but I won't give any more clues. And you have to guess who you think might be the most popular person right now from that film. A Everybody person, gets a person apart from those two names that you give us, like a, a third person usurped their fame. It, it could be one of the two of them, or it could be someone else that I'm not telling you about that oh, is in the movie, man. but right. is currently popular. So it's tricky. Okay. And sometimes you'll just have to pick between the names I give you if you don't know any of the other actors that are in the film that I was speaking of. Or if you want to take a wild swing, you could just guess a famous actor and <laughs> hope that that works out. But if the person you name is uh, number one on the uh you know refined billing then uh that's worth three points if they're number two it's worth two points and if they're number three it's worth one point all any you know even if they're in the movie every other name uh is worth no points and this is a game where you can change your answer after you hear what the other players have said and we also uh rotate who goes first so that everybody goes first once in three rounds of play so Barnaby won that last game, so he is up first. And the first film we are going to discuss is, and also you can have the same answer as another player, but strategically you might not want to because, you know, you don't want to just have the same points as someone else. Okay. I know Corey is suffering from superhero burnout, but the first film in this game today is... Eternals, oh, God, All starring right. Angelina Jolie and Salma Hayek. So, Barnaby, would you like to go with one of them, or suggest your own actor or actress that you think might be in the top three? Um. seen it um i'm gonna say angelina jolie because i just don't know 
who the hell else <laughs> that's fair but maybe somebody else will suggest somebody that you can change your answer to oh yeah uh, adam did you see eternals i did and i'm gonna just kind of throw one out there and i think it's because he might be searched a lot and because he's my friend and i just want to name drop i'm gonna go with kumail nanjiani right that's always fun because i because he does so many things i think people search him a lot yeah. so yeah. he might so he Great. might pass them in the search engine is my is my logic he's a guy we know uh he's been on douglas movies a bunch of times and uh yeah so it's that's my answer. answer that's my answer okay Corey, where 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 are you feeling on this did you see eternals I did, and I'm very grateful that I did. Otherwise, I would not have <laughs> been able to do this at all. Uh, let's see. You've said Kamel. Um, I'm going to go with, is it Kit Harrison or Kit Harrington? Jon Snow? Kit Harrington, yeah. Okay, mm. I'm going with him just because I know that there's a Jon Snow, like, prequel or sequel in the works and shit like that. And, like, mm -hmm. Game of Thrones is such a cultural phenomenon that surely he stay getting looked up. <laughs> it's a good theory it's a very, very strong theory, theory. Mm. Corey laid out a theory didn't reject it and now I'm disarmed <laughs> I don't know what to do with that mm -hmm. chess my friend chess <laughs> I'm standing so by Barnaby, my uh, Barnaby uh, let's go back to you Are you, you want to stick with Angelina Jolie after what you just heard ah, no I don't <laughs> I want to steal one of these other answers um thing is i can't say his name properly um kumal kumail yeah yeah i feel okay. like i feel like he's 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 he he is somebody who's definitely like he just seems to pop up the whole time so um yeah i'm, I'm shifting i'm shifting okay yeah all right uh adam are you uh you're still I'm good staying with i feel emboldened by barnaby backing me <laughs> i i feel, yeah, i'm staying with it <laughs> okay and what's your where are you at Corey? i'm gonna stay may as well i'll i'll lose by myself <laughs> all right well it, it sounds, this wasn't the most the best uh first round but in in the uh the good news <laughs> is you're all tied for first place <laughs> because huh? and you know these results can be shocking um uh, <laughs> gumail nanjani uh finished number 11 oh, wow of the cast of each other. I don't know. I don't know what that's about, and I know that he'll be back. <laughs> I know that he'll spring up the list further. Uh, you know, when Eternals two comes out, or or whatever his next thing is, he's got lots of good stuff coming up. I think. Um, just for fun, I'll tell you that another frequent guest in the show, Patton Oswalt, he uh, came in at number ten. I didn't wow. even know he was in Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He must be the voice of something. Or something. I don't know. But um, and then here's the bad news for uh, Corey. No way. Is it Mr. Jon Snow, <laughs> number seven. He came in seven on the list. I definitely number know who six, it is. Six was Selma Hayek. Five was uh, Pennywise himself, Bill Skarsgård. Four was Jenna Chan. Or is it Gemma? Gemma Chan. And uh, Barnaby, you were you had it. And yeah. Angelina Jolie ah. is third build, and uh, number two is uh, Mahershala Ali, and number one 
because he loves to make love to the dirt in Saltburn, Barry Keoghan. Ah, yeah. Uh, I right. totally uh, forgot he was in that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's uh since he did that, his star meter's gone up quite he's, a bit. Yeah, he's through the roof. <laughs> yeah. A very okay. forgettable movie, The Eternals, in my opinion, but you know. Okay. I I you know, it's just one of like you said about the burnout thing, I really dipped on on the superhero movies around around that one, but I, yeah. I definitely want to see it um, because I I've, I've heard mixed things, and the people that tend not to like it tend to be the the people that are uh, let's face it uh, misogynists. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say that about you, Corey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you I wish they were all a, women. That's that would have made it better. Hate it. You didn't hate it, right? <laughs> no, I didn't hate it. It was literally yeah. just the burnout shit. And yeah. it should have been a mini series because they had to introduce 12 characters right. in a two and a half hour movie. That's my criticism. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I believe all of that to be true. And uh, but I just feel like a lot of people just knee jerk hated it because it was directed by a woman. Oh, and, yeah, dude, I didn't that, even right? know that. <laughs> That's yeah. how misogynist I am. I didn't even know they let him direct. <laughs> 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 she did Nomadland as well, right? Which is like yeah. so bizarre to go from that to Eternals. Like that's quite a that's quite a jump. Yeah, it sure is. And uh, but I but I applaud it just to try to make superhero yeah. movies more interesting. You know, have different perspectives. But he didn't work. Uh, here we go, round two. Uh, Adam gets to start this one. And this is a movie I enjoy a great deal, and it's come up a few times on the show recently. I never tire of talking about it. The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Rules. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I don't, I, okay, yeah, it does rule. And I don't know how you're going to top Gosling. I don't, right. I mean, <laughs> you're going to dig into this list, and I'm going to be surprised, but I really, yeah, I'm sticking Dude. with old number one Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Corey, I mean, I've got to, I've got to go with Gosling too. I, I just don't see how you're going to beat that. And I can't, I'm certain that there was an ancillary character that I'm not remembering because I haven't seen the movie in two years, but I had, yeah, Gosling. That's funny you say that because there was a character named Ancillary Jones. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's no Richard Bravo, but it's getting there. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Barnaby. Yeah, Gosling. I mean, who else could? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it, it, is it Wahlberg? Is he the other one? Is he the, the in there? Uh, Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. It's Russell Crowe. Yeah, it's Gosling. It's got to be. Yeah, it's the ghost. All right. Well, if it's Patton Oswalt, I'm gonna be so pissed off. <laughs> I don't think he was in that. Oh, you know, maybe might have been. No, there was nothing, nothing for Patton on that one. Okay. Uh, but there was a role. I'm gonna start at number three and tell you uh, how, how it turned out. Uh, there's a role for a uh, Nepo baby in that movie because Andy McDowell's daughter, Margaret Qualley, mm. made one of her first uh, her first splash in movies in The Nice Guys. Was she the girl that her- kept running away? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she was the girl in the uh, uh, yellow dress that kept, uh, you know, uh, they kept she was dead she's not dead she's dead right. that all that business um and then uh you may be shocked but each of you only get two points because ryan gosling is second 
build according to the popularity list. And number one, the actress who played Ryan Gosling's daughter, Anjuri Rice, currently starring as Katie Heron in the Mean Girls musical movie. Well, I'll be damned. Oh, God. And, and that that shot past Gosling on the search engine, huh? <laughs> that is yep. There you go. Yeah, I know, especially with Gosling. It, it's funny. Uh, I, saw, uh, <laughs> I saw somebody post that... Uh, you know, Gosling should uh, retract his, he should say he doesn't want the nomination because the <laughs> women that made the movie weren't nominated. Fuck that. <laughs> That's so, it's he, crazy. He's not going to do that, is he? Like, Everybody Robbie can't had, win. Right. And, and, and Greta and Margot made him, you know, they put him in that movie and made him funny. You know, I mean, like they, they helped him to be a, a performance that would get an Oscar nomination. So I don't know. I think it's a win all around, but I, I do understand the frustration that the movie's all about the patriarchy and then, you know, the man from the movie. It's it's <laughs> a shame. I wish I wish the Academy had gotten it right because Gosling is so fucking funny in that movie. Yeah. Like I've died. And it's it's take, taken away from his performance because right. it's caught up in this controversy, which is not, you know, the big story. But I wish everyone had been nominated correctly so we could just celebrate how funny a performance that was because I was dying watching him play Ken. Well, they, apart they, from they, all of the in drama, a sense, they they gave him, to, you know, they gave America Ferrera the best speech in the movie, and they gave Ryan Gosling the best character. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's what's going to happen for right. sure, for sure. <laughs> and it's also the competition because, like, like we were talking about Zone of Interest earlier, like all of the movies nominated for best uh, actor and actress, like uh, you know, where where like the actress category, Margot Robbie doesn't fit because they're all five right. amazing performances in very serious stories. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to look at it and go, okay, who would I take out? You know? Yeah. I'm glad that three, uh, four men got together. To we figured it out, dude. <laughs> I think we got to the bottom of it. What's yeah. our next project? Yes. Case over. <laughs> Let's move along to our third round. Now, remember, if everybody's tied, we're going to have to play a tiebreaker. So if you can have different answers on this one, uh, I say go for it. <laughs> I will start with Corey. And the film is the sequel to Sin City, Sin City, colon, A Dame to Kill For. Okay. Starring Mickey Rourke and Jessica Alba. Oh, God. I've seen the movie. I, seen I've it. Hold on. I'm trying to... It's okay. Okay, that um, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna lose my mind. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm pretty. I might be wrong. He might have been the first one up. Uh, uh, Bruce Willis. Okay, was he in that movie? He was definitely I'm not the here first one. to uh, tell well, you that kind of information. But, okay, uh, he probably wasn't. He was probably in the first one. I'm misremembering, but I'm just. I'm just sticking with it because Bruce is all over the news for very sad reasons. Right. But I don't know. I'm going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Barnaby, do you have any uh, counter um, to that or do you agree? I don't agree. Um, I don't think he was in the sequel. I didn't see the sequel. Yeah, I'm I sure he wasn't. He was, actually. Um, so who were who the names you said? I said Mickey Rourke and Jessica Alba, but it's it's got a pretty big cast. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Um, 
I don't know. Can I pass? Do you pass? Is that what happens? <laughs> you yes. can for you, you will. I'll have to get an answer from you, but we'll go to Adam and see what he's thinking. Okay. Well, I just was rocked by that algorithm bombshell on the last one that teen girls are running. <laughs> yeah, no thing. shit. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I never saw Sin City 2, but like maybe a sort of preteen Taylor Swift was in the background or something. And, <laughs> and she was just <laughs> on answer. set that day and she shot to the front. So T Swift for the win, Sin City 2, uncredited background actor T Swift. I love it. I mean, if you didn't see it, she could have been credited even. I, exactly. I'm not willing to go there, but general theory applies. She's in that movie Amsterdam uh, with Christian Bale uh, and her character gets pushed under a moving car. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. for two, like, That's good for two albums. I, I, I haven't <laughs> seen the movie. I've only seen the, the, the you know, the, the gif on the Internet of her just being pushed under a car and being run over. <laughs> Because you know people get some pleasure out of that, but I, I'm a Swifty, so I don't, I don't, I don't care for sure, it. Sure, sure. Um, okay, so, uh, so back to Corey. You sticking with Bruce Willis after gonna, uh, what Barnaby said? I'm gonna stick with Bruce Willis just because if I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna go out dying hard. You're gonna die hard. Yeah, yes. I'm gonna so die hard. <laughs> you gotta live free or die hard. That's right. Uh, all right. So Barnaby, what do you think now? Uh, I like where Adam was coming from. Um. Uh, the idea of like I feel like there's some like some supporting actor act maybe I'm just gonna just guess and say Margot Robbie was in it nice <laughs> oh, okay all right Adam sticking sticking with my you like, like T-Swift still my logic is infallible Doug I'm agreed fine. okay um, Jessica, Ricky Rook and Jessica Alba were definitely uh, uh, sort of uh, MacGuffins of this game because uh, Rourke came in uh, all the way at 14th, which is kind of sad because he really is like kind of the main character of it. Yeah. And then um, uh, Jessica Alba came in at number nine. But I think that's because she doesn't act much anymore. She's too busy being filthy rich off of like skincare products and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Uh, but this movie had Julia Garner, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Christopher Lloyd, Rosaria Dawson, and Josh Brolin, ah, all, leading up, all leading up to the top three, who hmm. are number three, Eva Green. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what she's up to right now that got her so high up on the algorithm, algorithm but, uh, but she is number three. I mean, I know she's a strong presence in that film. Um, and then uh, number two. Is in fact Bruce Willis. Fucking oh my a. god! Oh. Who the yeah. hell was number one? I'm about to tell you. Or should oh, we you're just right. That's hang how that works. <laughs> 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 I mean, can you imagine watching like Family Feud and they just never tell you? <laughs> Survey like, yeah. says, "All right, that's the credit here." Uh, number one, and I'm excited about this because she's an actress I enjoy very much, and she's currently having a moment because uh, the current season of Fargo is so good. It's Juno Temple. Hey, there you oh. go. This season of Fargo rules. Uh, yeah, I've only, I'm only a couple episodes in and I absolutely love it. I got it. It's the season's done. So I got to I got to get to work. Uh, you know, I'm going to see it right after the seeding currently on 
P V O D or in theaters. I prefer, I always prefer the, uh, uh, theaters. Um, yeah. but, uh, for a moment, let's put a pin in that and say to Corey Ryan Forrester, congratulations, you're our winner today. I am. I genuinely thought you were about to say Corey Bruce Willis was not in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so this is shocking. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, I you know I thought Barnaby did a good job of like that would have been awesome if he talked you out of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he almost that would have been I tried. so good. <laughs> Uh, but uh, unfortunately, Corey stuck to his dumb guns. And, uh... <laughs> Corey, you're in the movie Dumb Guns, aren't you? Yes, I am. I, yeah, I play Ancillary Jones. <laughs> Love Dumb Guns. Dumb Guns, too, for my money, is the best. Yeah, one, that's but... right. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, Dumb Girl Guns. So yeah. uh, I don't think that's what it was called. Bad Girls, I think it was called. So Corey... Um, Congratulations. I'll, we'll have you back real soon. Hopefully, like, uh, you know, in a few weeks, so you won't have to answer the best movie of 2023 <laughs> question again. But uh, what would you like to plug before we go today? Um, my Substack is bonuscory.com. I write essays, I write, produce, and voice act in uh, full length audio dramedies and whatnot, and uh, do some podcasts on there. I'm not touring right now, so that's where I'm at bonuscory.com. Nice. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Barnaby Clay, anything else you want to plug besides uh, everyone should go see the seating? Um, <laughs> go and see it. Do see it in the theater because it really is, I would say, a cinematic experience. I'd like to hope so anyway. Um, also, it has a killer soundtrack which is coming out on milan records tomorrow as well so check that out um if you like really grating nightmarish industrial music which is maybe a smaller segment of your listeners but it's, it's <laughs> huh? that sounds intense it sounds like some like nice music to fall asleep to at night yeah oh yeah yeah super relaxing <laughs> well thank you so much for being here and, or there rather and uh but for taking the time and uh adam caden holland thank you as well what would you like to promote i got the new special wallpaper but you're listening to a podcast and i've got a podcast called the grolix saves the world with my two buddies in the comedy troupe the grolix uh if you're listening to doug love movies i think you probably like our podcast as well so give it a listen Right on. Uh, Douglas Movies is back at the Improv Lab at the Hollywood Improv on February 20th. But before that, I'll be doing another Vincent Movie Interruption at Dynasty Typewriter in L.A. on February 6th. Thank you once again to all of my guests, Adam Caton Holland, Barnaby Clay, and Corey Ryan Forrester. As always... Oh, Kenneth, I love you, I love you. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room 